All right, welcome to Romero Records Podcast. Today we have on Marcus Williams. Marcus works with me at Owens Corning, and he is a uh, what, black belt in jiu-jitsu, right? Yep, just got my black belt uh, about three weeks ago. So so uh, this podcast looks a little different. Usually we are in like you know my studio room and whatnot, but today we are watching the Florida and Kentucky football game. Uh, right now, Florida is up 7-0, so you're catching us with four minutes in the first quarter. And uh, basically, this podcast will just involve us watching the game, commentating a little bit. And, uh, and talking about nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> talking about things that really don't, that people really don't care about. <laughs> but we care about it. Exactly. So screw them. One thing I was actually upset about this week was I was going to watch that, uh, that president, the presidential debate, and I missed it. Ah, yeah, I did too. Um was it the Democratic? Yeah. Was there a Republican one? I don't think so. I think it was a Democratic. Okay. I yeah. seen it on TV, and then I was like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> Turn the channel. If I if if I wanted to, uh, you know, hear lies, I could go go to the bar. I could go to the bar at happy hour if I want to hear people lie about what's happening. See, I never watch any of those things, so I was just like, "Let's just find out what they talk about." I'm sure it's. You know what? I feel like the. The debates now, whether it's Democratic or Republican, should probably be on, like, MTV, you know what I mean? <laughs> like a reality show, because I feel like oh, it's more man. entertainment than it is anything. For real. Yeah. Cause that would be hilarious if they put that it on. Would, <laughs> it would. <laughs> Most of these candidates would probably get, like, uh, TV show deals out of these mm-hmm. debates. Then they have, like, Cardi B performing and whatnot. Yeah, man, it's getting ridiculous now. <laughs> Like I can see, uh, I can see with the president getting ready to hit the the red button, and Drake comes comes out singing the song. It's crazy. I don't understand it, but hey, to each his song. For real. So yeah, um, so the Gators are undefeated, obviously. Um, well, oh. if they don't tackle this, <laughs> why did he lose the ball? No, nah, I think he was down. But yeah, so we, uh, you know, we opened the season. Actually, we opened the college football season playing uh, Miami, which was a pretty, pretty uh, tough game. Um, that was that was a good game. To it, watch. Was. It, it was. It was a really good game. Um, I got a lot of flack from my friends about us almost losing, especially my Tennessee Vol friends about us almost losing mm. to uh, to Miami. Then they go out the next week and lose to Georgia State, and yeah. of course BYU last week, but. You know, BYU play U- UC- USC today. Yeah. Beat them. Just so, beat USC. Uh, I'm 30 27. B- BYU might be cracking the top 25 <laughs> soon. I think they lost to Utah the first game, though. And Utah yeah. is ranked, though. Yeah, Utah's I think Utah good. is 25. So. People got Utah to be in the playoff. Because, really? I mean, who, who is, who's going to beat them? BYU just beat USC. Right. But they just got to get by Oregon. But then you got to think who did they play? I mean, if they beat Oregon, but I, I don't know, man. That's going to be a tough game for them. Well, let's see. They put Washington and – so Washington's the only Pac-12 team, I believe, to get into the playoff. Yeah. So, I mean, they put Washington in, and who did Washington beat that year? Nah, that's true. But did they play Stanford that year? Did Washington play Stanford? I have no idea. I know those are West Coast teams. They kind of beat up on themselves, especially Stanford, USC, UCLA, Washington. And Stanford is losing to USC – I mean – UCF right now. Yeah, UCF like, is a good team. No, it was like even, forty-five to twenty-seven last time I checked. Yeah, Stanford. Uh, you know they're not what they used to be in those Andrew Luck days. But 
All right, so the first quarter's winding up. Still still up 7-0 on Kentucky. If you hadn't noticed already, I'm a definitely an avid uh, Florida fan. Always have been. <laughs> been kind of difficult, though, living in Tennessee, being a Florida fan. Um, especially younger, you know, it, the Tennessee pride was really heavy when I was a kid. Um, that's before social media. Now it's crazy. I get a meme every other day about how, how terrible Florida is <laughs> from, from a Tennessee fan. So, so um, being in a different state, do you ever feel like it's, it's kind of weird to wear, like, your team stuff around, like, a bunch of – not really weird, but, like, I know you're not a very – like looking for confrontation type of person. No, and that's I'm not that way either. So sometimes I just I'm like, man, I don't feel like dealing with it. I'm not gonna wear Alabama stuff today. Well, from Alabama perspective, you actually got more fans in Tennessee than, than oh, Florida. Yeah, yeah I've there's a lot that. of Alabama. I've fans seen a lot of Tennessee. Alabama fans in Tennessee. So, so from my perspective, being a Gator and a Gators fan, um, I will tell you this: we went to. Uh, Knoxville, the Neyland Stadium. I guess it was probably four years ago now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't last year because we really beat up on Tennessee last year, but it was the two years before that um, that we played them. Um, and it was a close game, and we ended up winning a really tight, like a field goal game. And I will tell you, those Tennessee fans are hostile individuals. <laughs> and, uh, you know, after the game, right after the game was over, um, you know, we were sitting down. And of course, I my two friends that I go with are Tennessee fans um, that we go to the Florida game every year. And uh, it was this guy that was probably like ten rows behind behind us. Mm-hmm. Up. And uh, he, I, I don't know if he'd been drinking or he's just salty about losing. But uh, he told me he was gonna come down there and kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, my friends, they, you know, they're oh, looking man. at me like, hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm telling the guy, I'm like, you know, come on down here, let me, let's talk. Yeah. And uh, his, yeah, his girlfriend or his wife is like, no, baby, don't go down there. And I'm like, come on down, man. <laughs> come on down, so we can talk about that attitude that you got. Oh, man. And uh, my friends are like, I guy, I don't know if you want to do that. This guy lives to fight. You know, <laughs> this, is, this is what he does for a living. So it was, uh, it was pretty funny. And we actually talked about this, this today. On Facebook, um, so when we went to Gainesville a couple years ago, you know, my two friends went with me, and the the Florida fans are like the most cordial fans that you'll ever meet. Really? Like they were like shaking their hands and shit, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at them like, why don't y'all give them that work that y'all gave me when I went to wow. that their fans gave me when I went to Neyland Stadium and. They were like, you know, welcome to Gainesville. Glad you came. I'm like, we're glad you came. No, forget your team, dude. You know, it's it's crazy. And that's what I was telling them today. I was I was telling them, man, I, I wish uh I wish my team fans would give them the animosity and hostility that I get when I go to Knoxville. Mm. So so yeah, man, being in Florida, being or being in Tennessee, being a a Florida fan is is crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah, that one rival. It's it's changing a little bit, you yeah. know. Alabama's kind of becoming a bigger rival to yeah. them than we are, but yeah. 
Alabama whoops the ass every every yes. year. So, <laughs> so that's not really a rivalry, to be honest. And Tennessee's they struggled the first two games of the year, and then they just destroyed Chattanooga, which some people were like, oh, well, since they struggled the first two games, they're probably going to struggle against right. Chattanooga. But they destroyed Chattanooga. To but let's, sure let's be was. honest. Me and you could get an Owens Corner team together and go beat Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. It's, 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 true. it's true. UT Chattanooga. We played uh, UT Martin, which is a – you know, a satellite of yeah. of UT too. It's mm-hmm. kind of like UT Chattanooga. We played UT Martin last week, which is not too far from here, actually. And uh, you know, we destroyed them with forty five to zero, basically the same score. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it was good, I guess, for Tennessee to get in the win column because you know we play them next week or they play us, excuse me, in Gainesville. But um, I mean, let's not get too too happy about yeah, that yeah. win. That yeah, they for sure. They were supposed to win the first two, too, and they ended up losing. So, so it looked like we're picking up in the second quarter. Um, T- Kentucky is actually driving the score here. Yeah, they're trying to trying to get some good yardage out of the first drive. Uh, since, since you had missed that, I'll let you know. Basically, Florida drove down the field and – Franks just threw the ball up. I don't know what he was doing. He was being Franks. Felipe yeah. Franks is what he was doing. <laughs> he was getting pressured and then, like, got out of the pressure, like, th- launched the ball toward the end zone and threw a pick. And the guy ran it back probably, like, 20 yards. But I was like, Franks, this yeah. is the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, man. He, chill out. He's, he's one of those guys you love him because he takes chances, but then when he takes chances at the wrong time. Oh, my God. It. He just caught that. Did he? Oh my God! See, see, I bet you I'm gonna have like 20 text messages from my friends. Like, oh, watch out! Y'all about to get beat by Kentucky again. It looked like he had missed it. Smith to Wagner, Ahmad Wagner. Wilson knocked it away. It looked like it. Yeah, it looks like he, he knocked it away. To the He's ground. falling to the ground and catches oh, it yeah, in his own. That was clean. Oh that was a clean God. catch. Now, being a fan, I'm gonna say it was incomplete. <laughs> that was not. Let's review that. That was not a catch. Incomplete pass. It hit the ground. Ahmad Wagner. I've never heard that of this. That was nice. Story, but that was a nasty catch. See, we can't be giving up. We can't be giving up yards. It's not like it's not like they threw a 50-yard pass. They basically drove the ball down yeah. the field. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, that was nice. I mean, Kentucky did beat us last year, so even though their starting quarterback is out, they you know, they lost a lot of or a few good players to the draft. Yeah, that was a that was a nice <laughs> catch, man. That was a nice catch. Oh my goodness! You think that's gonna be a Sports Center top ten oh, catch yeah. right there? That's a clean catch. As much as I don't want to say it, that yeah, was a clean it catch. Was. And he had a little face mask grab there too. Holy smokes! I'm hoping the refs can't see and they say they say it's an incomplete pass. <laughs> oh yeah, that hit the ground. Oh, you, you can see it from that angle. Nah, man, I'm just trying oh. to <laughs> trying to willpower my team into getting a fourth down here. They're playing in Lexington, Kentucky, too. Um, yeah, the referees might be uh, yeah. <laughs> swayed. And you know what? I was a. I was considering going to this game, but um, believe it or not, these tickets prices for this game were the second highest on the on the uh, schedule this year. Oh wow! Touchdown, 
Probably, probably because, um, you know, Kentucky beat them last year. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's still Kentucky. It's true. not like it's the, true. the basketball team. It's Kentucky football. True. <laughs> I mean, there's only two things that's popular with Kentucky. That's Kentucky basketball and Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> Outside of that, nobody cares about Kentucky. No disrespect to all my Kentucky natives or Kentucky friends. Looks like Kentucky's about to tear it. About to tie this game up. Yeah. I thought Ooh. going into this game. That was uh, an ugly extra point. It was. <laughs> the only way uh, I thought Kentucky had a chance to win was they have to get some big plays because, you know, that uh, Florida defense is, is pretty nasty, especially that front, that Florida front seven. Yeah. Now, they're always known for having, like, at least one, like, great DB. Yeah. Yeah, oh, sure. I mean, uh, you seen it in the Tampa Bay game Thursday night. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay and, uh, and the Panthers, uh, when McCaffrey ran that uh, sweep, mm-hmm. Hargrave stopped. And Hargrave yeah. went to Florida. He was a cornerback. He was a, he was a really, really good cornerback, too, he in was. Florida. So, he's, uh, he, I think he had a couple injuries in the NFL, but he's, uh, he's, he's, a really good, uh, he's a really good cornerback. And the crazy thing about the – Cornerbacks that have came through there, they've not been big. No. But they have played yeah. phenomenal. And they're fast. Yeah. You yeah. know, especially, I mean, you, you obviously want your cornerback to have speed, but you really want them to have that closing speed mm-hmm. and that ability to track the ball, too. Yeah. I think that's important. Obviously, you know, with running backs being as dynamic as they are now, you want them to have the ability to tackle in open space, too. Yep. Because you got, you know, your McCaffrey's, your Ezekiel Elliott's, and, you know, those guys on the in the NFL that can that pass catch. Yep. You know, even Kamar from Tennessee, really good pass catching back. So, you want your – definitely want your cornerbacks to be able to tackle. Sure. Now, for for you talking about your, um, your background with mixed martial arts, how did you – when you started doing jiu-jitsu, was that – the first thing you started in, or did you start with something else? Well, honestly, I started punching people in the face when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I started. Um, no, I was a I was a really bad kid. Like yeah. I was, uh, I was, I fought a lot as a as a kid from all the way up to high school, and, mm-hmm. and you know, people that know me will tell you that. Like it was just, and you know, my dad was a martial artist too, so. As far as getting started in the sport, I actually started MMA first. Okay. So um, I've all I, I'd always wanted to to fight in some aspect, um, and I you know back back in two thousand and nine two thousand and ten is when MMA really started to grow. Hmm. Um, because really back in the day, um, you know two thousand two thousand and five, there wasn't a lot of uh, MMA around there wasn't a lot of jiu-jitsu around even yeah. in this area you may have had two blue belts you know and within a 200 mile radius right and now you probably got 12 13 black belts in Memphis alone so that's a lot um but yeah I started I started in MMA um I really just jumped in the gym one day started training and probably like a month later I had my first fight um and uh Man, I was green. I had no clue what was going on. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to punch stuff. So, yeah. um, at the uh, at the time, 
it wasn't a lot of sanctions around amateur MMA. It was like, I mean, I remember fighting a guy that was 30 pounds heavier than me, and we were both supposed to be 170. He weighed in at like 190, almost 200. God. And I remember it because I didn't know who the guy was. I've never, I'd never seen him before. Like, even we were sitting in a tunnel together getting ready to walk out. And he was uh he was right beside me and I didn't know who he was. And uh he walked out and I was like, Well, I guess I'm not fighting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought the guy was bigger. And even my friends and family that came to the fight was like, I thought he was up next. And then they called my name and I'm like, What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and then I got out there, I was like, I guess the guy didn't make weight, but he oh, was a big I mean, he man. was a short guy, but he was kind of stocky, man. And uh, this was my second fight, and I really commenced to dragging his ass around that cage for three rounds. But it was a really good fight, though. Ooh, good Ooh. ball. Long pass from – is that Jeffries? Who, who we got there? Look like Jeffries. Now, Franks is – I think his big problem is just his inconsistency. Yeah, but man. He's a good quarterback. He's just inconsistent. He's one of those. You know who he reminds me of a lot is Brett Favre. You know, he's a gunslinger. Gunslinger. Yeah, he's going to take take risk. And, you know, he's a high-risk, high-reward type of guy. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of Florida fans, oh, that was a forward pass. Oh, they calling it a fumble. Was it an open palm there? What Just you think? as we're talking about, Franks. Taking chances. Launches the ball down the field for like a 30-yard play and then fumbles it. And then play. fumbles it. High risk, <laughs> high reward. That is what we've lived with for three years with Felipe Franks. And a lot of our fans are calling for the backup. Been calling for the backup since last year. but Who's the backup? Oh. Uh, I forgot his name. He's number five. I think he's a uh, – he may be a sophomore. They may have redshirted oh, okay. him last year. But um, he got in last week, played decently. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, that's a fumble. He's not the uh, – he's not the, the – the, he's more athletic than Felipe. He's not as oh, big okay. as Felipe Franks, though. Yeah, Felipe's big. Isn't he like 6'7"? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, like 6'5". He's a big guy, man. He's a really big guy, and he's really vocal. Um, yeah. I don't see him playing on the next level, but if he can turn down the turnovers, he can be a really good college quarterback. For sure. But he's, you know, these types of things right here is what cost cost you championships, you know. Can Florida really afford to to lose a game to Kentucky and still be in playoff Abs- contention? Absolutely not. Especially when they got LSU on the schedule. Um, I believe they have Auburn on the schedule as well. I think if so, if Georgia loses one game, if George, let's say Georgia loses to Auburn, and then Auburn loses two games, let's say Auburn loses to LSU and Alabama or something like that, so that would give Georgia one loss, and if Florida, if they could run the table in the East, and let's just say they lost a close one to Georgia, then you would have to hope hope that Georgia loses one more game because, you know, that the tiebreaker is going to go to Florida. I mean, go to Georgia if, you know, Florida loses to Georgia. But Right. Um, okay, so well, let's, let's say Florida loses to Kentucky and then beats Georgia. So Florida's one loss and Georgia's one loss. Um, tiebreaker will go to Florida. If Florida could somehow pull off a win in the SEC championship by whoever, whether it be LSU, Alabama, whoever, 
That would be very interesting. Florida in the playoff. You know, the, right now the number nine. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. most people have Florida in there. No. Every, everybody's writing Florida off. Right. They, they As though they Georgia's. should. I mean, you got Georgia. Yeah. You, know, you got LSU. You got Alabama. And then you may have Florida. But, you know, if they don't beat Kentucky, then here's the, here's the thing. If they lose to Kentucky, even if they, be, if they beat Georgia, if Kentucky is their only loss on the and they win the SEC championship, then they'll be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but if they have two losses, I don't think any – I mean, in previous years, I may maybe the SEC champion maybe get in there, but if if Alabama only has one loss, or if LSU only has one loss, and they and that loss is to to Florida, then I think that LSU or Alabama will still get into the. Yeah, playoffs. I mean, it's so that right now they have Alabama. A lot of people that have Alabama going undefeated until the SEC championship, and then losing to Georgia. Now. Now you have one loss, Alabama, and undefeated Georgia, or one loss, Georgia, whatever they have Georgia doing. Let's say undefeated Georgia. Yeah, I don't so, think anybody's beating Georgia in the in the East. Yeah, so that'll give a lot of people uh, two SEC teams, which everybody does not want to see again because that's SEC is the only conference that's done it so far. Right, but wouldn't you say it's deserving though? Um, I, I mean, mean, the whole point was. To put the the, t- the, the four, four best, best teams. So if if it's four SEC teams that's better, then I think they should be in the playoffs. I mean, My, the rest of the country yeah. that probably never happened. But no, I mean, <laughs> even I, I, when they say they want the four best teams, I don't think they meant that because, <laughs> because you don't make money with the four best teams. You no. make money with having the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the LA, yeah. you know, the big schools. I mean, even when USC teams. is good. You know, having those types of teams in the playoffs is how you make money. If anybody tells you it's about winning, it's it's not. No, it's about that bottom line. So, um, uh, that's yeah, that was the, backup. the backup, yeah. But I, we we actually got a third quarterback in that played pretty well last week too. So, um, but you know, Felipe Franks beat him out in the off season. So. The the backup quarterback was actually highly recruited by Alabama. Right. Yep. And I was actually really upset when CJ committed to Florida because CJ's I good man. Yeah, I watched his tape when he was in high school, and I was like, mm, I hope he goes to Bama. I think he had like Alabama and somebody else in his top, and then he ended up going to Florida, and I was like, dang. They got a good one, and he's yeah. turned out really good. Yeah, he's, he's definitely going to be a first to low second round draft pick for sure. It looks like Florida's starting to rush three and play coverage, and that's that's why it looked like the uh, the quarterback is getting getting outside of the pocket. I think this is like the third play in this drive that he ran outside. I think we're going to have to – Trust our man-to-man defense and and send a blitz, especially you might maybe send a safety or a corner. Now they were talking about how mobile Kentucky's quarterback is. Well, was it this one or was it their quarterback? It was, it was this starting guy. Quarterback? Well, they were they were saying that he is a known for his mobility. This guy, but he's but he's able to do it right. And then they just scored again right here. Oh no. Think was the first, first down. Yeah, he no, might have got that it. first. All oh, that ref is <laughs> nope, yeah. nope, right here. But I mean, let's face it, they at the half yard line with four downs. They definitely gonna get a touchdown here. Look at that. 
Get that hole, man. Man, how bad does Kentucky miss freaking uh, Sneed? What's his name? Not is it the running back last year. Snell, yeah, Benny Snell. Snell. That guy ran up and down the field on Florida last year. Oh, uh, Florida. Oh, nope. Yeah, then we got a penalty. Still going to be first down, though. There was, a, there was a play earlier today in the Alabama game where they got a – was it a touchdown? I think they, they either got a first down or a touchdown. And the ref threw a flag for holding, like, way after. Like, the play was over. And then he threw the flag for holding. And I was like, was it a hold? Yeah, it was a, it was a, okay. it was a clean hold. He's probably just debating in his mind <laughs> whether he wants to throw the flag or not. Flags in the in the red zone, man. Yeah, man. If I'm a coach, I'm heated. If I was if I was Kentucky, I'd go on the center and do a quarterback. Up, oh, they look like they're in the shotgun. And I mean, he's a he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why they're doing this. He, they may still run it though with the quarterback. Yeah. No, give him, give him some momentum or something from shotgun. See, that's what I don't understand. Like, why not get a quarterback? The, he must not be used to playing under center. Because maybe. You literally, you know, five inches from the uh, from the red zone, and you you doing shotgun. Yeah, I would like right now. I would go fast, line up, and just punch it in. Yeah, instead of giving the Florida defense, time you could to literally set up. just take the ball and just reach yeah. over. That's, that's like <laughs> jump over the pile. That's what yeah. you got to do. Look, if they, I would be surprised if they don't go in the center this time. And shotgun. Oh, he's on the center. Touchdown. Imagine that. Touchdown, Kentucky. All right, so we got 13-7. Second quarter. I'm trying to find somewhere in this game where they're cheating. That way I'll have (laughs) something to point to if we lose. I mean, granted, it is in Kentucky. Yeah, but. So they got home field advantage. It's in Kentucky, but they also play in Kentucky. But again, they did beat us last year, and they re- they have a really good coach. So yeah, the score doesn't surprise me. What surprised me is how bad our defense is playing. But again, they wouldn't have to do that if we didn't have turn over the ball <laughs> twice already, right? They're, I want to get him in a field goal kicking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, let's get let's make this a field goal game. Their extra think. points look awful. You think they trust him to k- kick a field goal? Probably not. Or a kick a yeah. Probably within 30 yards, maybe. But it, it, yeah, Florida just those needs extra to play points smart. look nasty. Florida just play smart and make them kick. <laughs> right, <laughs> they ain't scoring nothing. Because again, they're they're driving right. They're not. It's not like they're getting big plays. Oh, they're, no. they're really running the ball down down defense right down the middle of the defense of Florida. So. <laughs> and that's supposed to be our Achilles heel is our defense, and it's not holding up right now. One thing I think that. Alabama is just jinxed with their kicking. Like today, their kicker, he missed an extra point, and he missed a short field goal. And Alabama, they they put up a stat since 2007, so since Saban has been there, they've missed 98 field goals. That's the most in all of college football. But when, <laughs> but when you think about it, though, at the end of the day – 
how many games do Alabama play where it's within a, a field goal? Very so few. If I was Nick Saban, getting a kicker would probably be last. Thing <laughs> right, let me let me get these two hundred and twenty pound safeties. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull them out of Texas and Florida and exactly and, and California, and then I'll I'll get the science major to kick field goals. <laughs> I mean, he's got a he's got a winning system, though, right? They're probably got some tree outs for kickers. <laughs> you, know, you know what? That's what uh, really two care. years ago. That's what Florida did. They, you know, our kicker was so bad they actually had open tryouts what? for kicking, and uh, a random kid won the kicking job, and he was actually pretty oh, decent. Oh snap! Yeah, man, it was it was it was we that was because you know obviously with us we we're not. We wasn't very good, so we were definitely in field goal games. Yeah, so we yeah. kind of needed a good field goal kicker. Hmm. But they had open tryouts, and he won. I think he was like an IT major or something. Did you see that chick that's trying to be in the NFL? Yeah, yeah, I seen that. She's, I think she's on the uh, like the women's national soccer team. But is she a kicker? I mean, she's she's just on the soccer team. Right. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't think she's like a goalie or anything like that. But. I don't. I, I don't think we're there yet, though. <laughs> I mean, not that I don't think women could play football. I just don't think they're there yet. Well, you, you also have to think about it like this: if you kick the ball and it's short, <laughs> you got to go tackle it. Oh man, I'm running it. over. <laughs> All right. You wanted to be out here. We finna play some football. <laughs> But that's what you should do, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you 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 know, it's it's all about equality. So yeah. you kick that you kick that field goal and you miss. I'm coming after you like I would come after anybody else, right? Yeah, people say, um, gosh, oh, uh, equal rights and equal fights. Yeah, and- man, I'll be trying to take her head off. But um, but I think we got to get some. Uh, I, I'm not even sure they have like women assistant coaches yet. Not in the, the, in the NFL. NFL. Not in the NFL. So I think I think we gotta definitely break down those barriers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um Actually I think there is one assistant. I think I saw something about that. In the NFL there is? Yeah. I th- I think so. I'm not hundred percent positive about it. I know the NBA were you know, they made a, some big strides yeah. in, in yeah. that, so which is which is pretty cool. They finally got rid of that. That annoying argument that women can't be in men's locker rooms. Nah. Are you serious right now? That's the best argument you got? Yeah. There was one, like, it got pretty bad. It was a, a reporter was um, in the men's locker room asking questions and stuff like that. And so, something happened. I forgot what happened. But it was it was a big fiasco. That, it was on Twitter, I think. But I was like, Man, like, what are y'all gonna do? Like, <laughs> it's funny because uh, you know you hear a bunch of athletes complain about it. Like, ah, oh, man, I can't. Have, I feel uncomfortable with women in the men's locker room, but yet you leave and go to the strip club and pay yeah. ten thousand dollars for strippers. You don't feel uncomfortable then, but you feel uncomfortable with women in the locker room. Paying which is scholarships, crazy. right? Exactly, <laughs> which is crazy, but. The be- the best thing about the equality stuff is just, I guess, this time frame. Like you know, we're in that that time period to where we're watching all this unfold, especially with like the the Me Too movements and stuff like that. And it's it's like, man, how far are we gonna go? Right. <laughs> but you you have to think. Here, here's how I look at it. So you know, 
as an African American, when we were, you know, I say we like I was born back then, but when they were in the fight for equal rights and you know amendment and things like that like you know they put things in place like affirmative action and yeah, yeah. things like that that had to force companies to to bring in equality so i look at it in that same aspect you you kind of have to force the issue because in a lot of ways it is uncomfortable for people you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. people are so used to seeing men on the sideline and men in in locker rooms that you know to see a woman there and giving you direction and drawing up plays and a leader of men, it, it's uncomfortable for a lot of men. And we, I think we had this conversation somewhere, and uh, we were talking about how crazy it is that men still feel uncomfortable. And when I'm not even talking about sports. I'm talking about in you know in the workplace in general how men mm-hmm. are uncomfortable with women as as their leaders, which is crazy. Yeah, you know, like. What if your mom heard that? You wasn't uncomfortable with your mom. <laughs> she was leaving you. Yeah. But you're uncomfortable now. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Looks like Florida's trying to get the running backs involved in the game. Yeah. We're missing uh, Tony, man. Uh, Tony is a – he's that, like – you remember Percy Harvin? That's yeah. how Tony is, man. He's an all-purpose guy. You know, he's a receiver. He plays running back. So, he does a lot of different things. The he's way- out. He got hurt last week, so – how long is he out for? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if he uh, if his injury was like I, maybe it's week to week or something. Oh, okay. I just know he's not playing in tonight's game, and that's that's big. Man, Florida like with their cornerbacks now is how they used to be with their running backs. Like they had just carbon copies yeah. of like Jeff Dimps. Yeah, man. But they still got some good running backs, and sometimes I think that hurts you. Um, because you're trying to feed three three running backs, you know, equally. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to keep them at Florida, so you want to you don't want them to transfer, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Somehow Georgia is doing it. Yeah. I don't know whose they pockets keep- is coming out <laughs> of, but Georgia is doing it. They are. Georgia has they keep reloading at the running back position. They've got like I think three five star running backs right now, and. They have one nice pass by that was Franks. A great pass. Good move. Grimes. It seems like Grimes has been playing since I was 12, man. Well, he started at Ohio State. Yeah, he did. And then, and then transferred. transferred. But if I feel like he's been in the I feel like he's been in the uh in college. He should probably have like 17 doctor degrees <laughs> by now. That guy's been playing a lot. He's you know what? He's probably got kids that's getting ready to play for Florida. <laughs> He's been there so long, but he's a good player, man. He's solid. Nice. My favorite thing is, so I I have a Twitter for, like, my music stuff and then also for um, just myself. And I use that as uh, sports. And, man, it is hilarious just watching the fact that people – have the opportunity to say whatever they want to on that's, social media. That's what's beautiful about it. You no longer have to say oh something to people's God. faces. Like I can get on log on my phone right now and talk shit about somebody in Japan. <laughs> right? Imagine how crazy that is. That is crazy. To, you used to have to do it in the lunchroom, right? <laughs> or you know, after after school is over. Hey man, meet me in the parking lot. 
you know, talk. Oh, Franks didn't turn over. Franks, the ball. what are you doing? Why was oh my back god! With? Why was no touchdown? Way. Touchdown, <laughs> touchdown, Gators. <laughs> Felipe Franks This is, is after he ran backwards toward the other end zone. I think he forgot which end zone it was his. He was moving around Uh-oh. in the pocket. There's oh, a flag now. Is that holding? That's holding. Oh, yeah. man. That's, back. That sucks. Felipe was in the pocket, comfortable, moved up, turned, turned to his around. left. <laughs> <laughs> ran the other way. <laughs> and then darted for the I think he zone. had a moment. He was like, so oh, he's shit, looking around, way. Comfortable in the pocket. Pump fakes. Goes left. <laughs> Circles back around and then wow. darts for the end zone. And almost got a touchdown if his lineman wasn't holding. Those Freaking are the things hold. that cost you the game right there, man. That and that and your his little sister's shirt he got on. <laughs> I don't understand why people think that that's intimidating I have to have no a idea. a midriff shirt on. Back in the day, that was the out. move. Yeah, but <laughs> that was the move. Yeah, but you didn't have the guy that you know. Yeah, it was like Herschel Walker. Yeah, it was, you know, you had the running back just cut first person off the off the bus, right, to intimidate the other team. But if they sending that guy out, I bet he got chips and some more stuff in his hand. <laughs> He's like, "This ain't Freddy's. Why are we here?" <laughs> oh, spe- speaking about eating bad, so I was listening to um, the Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about. Um, what I think it was what Tony Ferguson eats, and he was just uh, they were asking uh, Eddie Bravo what what does Tony eat, and he w- he would never give a straight answer, but sometimes he w- he said that he was sometimes he would eat just kind of garbage or like whatever he wanted to eat and stuff like that. Um, do you, do you have any kind of like regiments that you like to stick to? Like I guess uh, I don't know if you have like in season or like just before a fight or something like that weeks out. Yeah, usually when I when I'm getting ready for a tournament or a fight, um, I usually uh, and I'm not a big like sweets or like sugars or sodas oh, that and things is like my that. Weakness. I don't I don't do that a lot. Like I do have a Pepsi right here. Uh-huh. Like this is my friend. It's funny that you mentioned that because it's the first one I've had in in months. And my head was hurting driving over here drinking that Pepsi. That's and I was crazy. like, this is why I don't drink sodas. <laughs> but um, I usually don't drink sodas or anything like that. I mean, you know, but usually when I'm getting ready for a tournament or a fight, mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll stick to like good protein and, uh, That's good ball. you know, saturated fats and things like that and okay. a ton of water because, you know, we, we cut a lot of weight sometimes. It depends on the tournament. Yeah. So it makes it, and put, I mean, you know, for me, it's not hard for me to cut weight anyway because I sweat a lot. So, oh, okay. um, but the more water you drink, especially the closer it gets to your fight, like I'll start drinking like distilled water, mm. less salts, and starting less because so much your body won't hold the water. So when yeah, you yeah. go to the sauna or the um, the uh, where did we go? We went to we went to the sauna. We got in the hot tub and we did a. Uh, steam room mm. which is like the first time i went got in the steam room was last year and for the world masters in vegas um and i've never gotten in one before and it it's man a, when experience. i tell you when i tell you i started to call and uh 
get a power of attorney going, sitting in there. <laughs> I about died, dude. Like, I was sitting in there because at the time, it was me and my girlfriend. She went with me. So she was upstairs. And immediately when I got to the hotel, I was like, I got to get out because I was fighting the next day. I was like, I got to get out here and cut weight. And I was like, I'm going to go to the steam room. And, man, I got in there and... I didn't realize, like, you can't breathe in a steam yeah. room. So I had, like, yeah. a towel over my face. And, dude, I was I was about to die. <laughs> but the one thing I realized is that, at least at that one, it wasn't an automatic steam room. So mm. I turned it on. But you're supposed to turn it off. Yeah. So the whole time I was sitting in there, steam is just coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out. <laughs> And it was so hot, like, I couldn't sit in there more than a couple minutes at a time. And that's not, like, I'm usually good in a sauna. So I went upstairs and I weighed and I was like, I still got four more pounds to lose. So I went, and I had cut it off before I left, so I went mm. back down there. And then I went in there and it was without turning the steam on, but it still had, like, residual steam and stuff. So, and I started just sweating. I was like, oh, well, that's the secret. You don't sit in there with the steam going the whole time. Like, you cut the steam off, and then you start sweating. So we did one this year at a different hotel, and it was an automatic one. And, man, I didn't have to cut a lot of weight because I was on weight when I got there. But I had a couple teammates that needed to cut weight, so I wanted to, you know, be supportive. So mm -hmm. I'm down there. And uh, first of all, it costs $10 to sit in there. So I'm like, I know somebody going to give me my $10 back. Right? <laughs> so I'm sitting in there. And look, when I tell you that they, they were about to die, like I'm feeling good. Like I felt as good at this tournament that I have ever felt. And uh, like I knew, like I'm drinking, right, because I don't want to cut too much weight and be mm -hmm. way underweight for my fight. But I also want to support them. But man, they were in there dying. I mean, literally just couldn't <laughs> couldn't handle it. So I'd say, uh, you know, the water intake is important. Um, but if you stay, not that you have to eat clean like all the time, but I try to maintain some type of healthy habits. Yeah. When yeah. I'm even in the off season, so you know I don't get too too bad out of shape or anything like because it makes it easier, right? You yeah. You less miserable and you know aggressive mm -hmm. when it comes to that so but it's um uh, some people just some people just don't have that uh commitment though like they don't have that discipline to to cut weight so they 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 get to these tournaments or these fights and then they got 15 pounds to lose and let me tell you my first fight i had oh to cut i had to cut 13 pounds after work and before weigh-in so i get off at 3 30 I go to the sauna and weigh-ins are at seven. So I had to, and I've never <laughs> cut weight before. And nobody told me how or what I needed to do. Uh -oh, so I'm just guessing. in there like dying. <laughs> dying, man. So it's it's important to, to do it the right way. Else you're gonna have you're gonna feel terrible during the fight. Yeah, I so But Tony Ferguson is a madman anyway, man. He's yeah, a, he is. He's a he madman, but he is a one uh talented talented fighter. for sure and i've i've seen i've seen just like i think one of his fights um for sure and that fight he he just doesn't run out of no energy. and he picks people apart man i remember him on the ultimate fighter and i i remember saying to myself there's only a couple fighters that i've said to myself on the ultimate fighter that they are going to be a champion one day one of them was uh, Tony Ferguson, the other one was T.J. Dillashaw. I remember mm. watching T.J. And he didn't win. T.J. Dillashaw lost 
an ultimate fighter. But I remember good. watching him. Of course, he was with uh, he was with Uriah Faber and them at the time, Alpha Male. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching him fight. Like he was so technical, and you could tell like he had so much talent. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there watching. I'm like, that dude's gonna be a superstar one day. Oh, I didn't know he was gonna be juicing, but I knew he was gonna be a superstar. <laughs> so he's definitely lived up to my expectations. That's for sure. When I was watching The Ultimate Fighter, like I haven't seen it in a long time, I went through a stint of, I think I was a junior in high school. And from my junior year to probably, I think till I was about like 21, I watched a lot of UFC. And then I just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of stopped. But um, let's see, who was in The Ultimate Fighter? CB Dalloway. You know who that mm-hmm. is? I watched him, and I I thought he was going to be amazing. But he ended up – I think he lost in the finals. And then he ended up getting a UFC contract, but he didn't do too well. Like, he, he had a very inconsistent uh, right. career in the UFC. But I thought he was going to be, like, phenomenal. Like I felt the way you did about TJ Dillashaw. Right. I think a lot of it, too, though – uh, wow. wow. He wasn't even close on that. Florida's kicking Man. a field goal, fourth and two, and it completely wide shanked right. Shanked it. He shanked it. Hadn't been more than a 30, 32, 35-yard field goal. Oh, my That is terrible. Looking like we, Alabama right there. We cannot <laughs> leave points on the board, man. Especially, they're down. Yeah, they're down seven right yeah. now. Yeah, we can't, we can't leave points on the board. Right before halftime. Honestly, it was fourth and two. I may have thought about going for it on that. Yeah. You know? Especially when you're playing your rival like that. Yeah, and and on the road, you know, you got to do something to silence the crowd because we've turned the ball over twice now and they've scored twice. So, um, that's tough. Did you see uh, that speech that Tim Tebow had when he was talking about – players getting paid and whatnot i watched a little bit are you talking about on first take i don't know if it was on first take or not but i just saw he was just yeah i think it was real passionate about yeah it was first take he was talking i think he was talking about yo when i was in school i didn't get paid and my jersey was third behind lebron james and kobe Bryant. and yeah you know i was just there for my teammates and you know i'm a obviously i'm a gator and i love love the gators but Shut the hell up. <laughs> let, the, I, yeah. let, these, let these players get paid, man. Yeah. I mean, the NCAA, the colleges are making billions of dollars Bill, off the backs of the these B. players. <laughs> off the backs of these players. And you know what they get? Okay, yeah, they get a scholarship, yeah. which is great. Um, and, and, you know, that's you know $100,000 right there, you yeah. know, depending on what school you go to. But how much do they make off of the – players the star players especially i mean Too the average much. player is probably not gonna you know attract as much attention but you know millions yeah you know millions of dollars yeah. off 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 of these star players and they they get a scholarship i mean you know places like alabama and and clemson you know they have chartered jets and things yeah. like that which is nice nick saban when he goes to see Certain players on recruiting visits, he has his own helicopter. Yeah, that he flies to that player's um, like football field or whatever, and yeah, will land man. on the field. That's what I would do <laughs> if I was a coach and I had a and I had a helicopter. 
Dude, I would fly to their house and land on top of it. And I would come down the chimney like Santa Claus, right? And I have a bag of of benefits that I'm not supposed to give. <laughs> a bag them. of benefits. I have a bag of benefits. And I put it up under oh, that, you know, that mom's plant. And I'd be like, yeah, you don't know where these came from. I have car keys and everything else. Oh, man. Well, man, this de- the Florida defense is really giving up some, some yards on the ground Big to us. To uh, Kentucky. We have to do something to take the air out of the stadium, man. That's, you know, you got 12, you got 12 players, or you got 11 players, and then the 12th, you know, with the fans. Yeah. Uh, This is the year of the backup quarterback because USC right now is on their backup quarterback. Stanford is. Stanford's on their backup quarterback. Yep. UK is on the their backup quarterback, and Felipe is playing like a backup quarterback. <laughs> so you're right. This is the this is the year of the backup quarterback. God forbid anything happens to Tua, but who is y'all's backup quarterback? So we've got some interesting backup quarterbacks. The first backup quarterback, he's a he's a redshirted junior. His name is, uh, or no, he's a redshirted sophomore. And uh, Mac Jones is his name. So him and Tua came in at the same time. Okay. Uh, he's actually you know you ever heard of Bowles High School in Jacksonville, Florida? Yes. He went to Bowles. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Mac Jones is the the actual backup, the second string, and then the third string apparently is um, Talia, which is Tua's younger brother. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and then the fourth string is God. What is his name? Man, how many backup quarterbacks do you need? Yeah, right. The four string is actually – oh, his name is Paul Tyson. It's Paul Bear Bryant's great-grandson. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I got all the big names in Alabama. Yeah. So, we've got the starting quarterback's little brother and Paul Bear Bryant's great-grandson. And then last year, y'all had a Heisman Trophy winning. Back yeah. <laughs> yeah. Must right be now, nice. J- Jalen is doing phenomenal. Man, he's going to be in the Heisman talks again. I, and you I, know what would be cool if Oklahoma ended up playing Kentucky in the college football playoff. Or not Kentucky, Bama. Alabama. I hope they football don't. Playoff. <laughs> I that, hope they don't. <laughs> dude, he's, he's good. He just needs the right offense around him. Yeah. He's good. I don't know if he'll be a good NFL quarterback, but he for sure is a solid. He's he's put up better numbers than Kyler or Baker Mayfield. Like he's or and Baker Mayfield. He's put up better numbers than both of them already. Right. So that's that's crazy, first of all. It is. It really is, considering how how well they played in at Oklahoma. They were showing a highlight earlier where he just ran in like a, a twenty or thirty yard touchdown. So he's He's scoring himself, and then he's also passing for a lot. So, yeah, man, that's that's something. Matt, just that's just like when uh, and it's in Oklahoma, but when Oklahoma City had Harden, Westbrook, and Durant yeah. on the team, right? Yeah, I mean, it was crazy to have three MVPs on the team yeah. and still didn't win a championship. <laughs> I th- I think they were just too young. They, they were. They all they were. Yeah, what they, they were. They, doing. they were. They were. But if you have all them three like now, yeah. man, it, it's over. Yeah. But you wouldn't have Harden coming off of the bench anymore, though, no, obviously. No. So I don't know how that would work. But of course, I'm a Houston Rockets fan too. So. Oh, are you really? Yeah, man. Wow. Lifelong since it came to dream. <laughs> I used to, dude. I I remember when I was in uh, middle school. Like I would be at the park working on that dream shake. 
<laughs> and that, that's to this day, that's my go-to move when I'm playing basketball. I get on the baseline, do that dream shake, fade away. That's crazy. Yep. So I'm pretty excited that we uh, we got rid of Chris Paul and picked up uh, Russell Chris Westbrook. Paul, I've heard I, that Chris Paul is a cancer. I do not like Chris Paul, man. I didn't like it when they grabbed him, and I didn't like they was paying him so much money either. <laughs> so gracious. I'm, I'm a Clippers fan, and – I, yeah, I liked him when he was playing for the Clippers, but at the same time, I didn't. I was just like, dude, what is going on? Just watching them play, I was just like, what is going on right now? Right. Yeah, man, Chris Paul, he's a great – I mean, he's a, obviously a Hall of Famer, but his, you know, being a point guard, you de- not all point guards are like this, but you develop this attitude like this is my team. Yeah. And, you, and in yeah. some ways, you should have that attitude, right? The yeah. ball's in your hand almost on every possession. But Chris Paul done took it to a whole nother level. He's like, <laughs> it's not just my team. This is my gym. This is my stadium. This is my Matter ball. F- this, is, right? <laughs> this is my United States of America. I'm the president now. <laughs> like, he just has a, like, I could, we went to, uh, we went to a game last year when they played, when the Grizzlies played the Rockets. And uh, you could just tell, man, he just has this aura about him. Like, yeah. it's hard yeah. for Chris Paul is an acquired taste. Not that I know Chris Paul personally. Um, you kind of feel like it, though. Yeah, besides <laughs> the State Farm commercials and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, you just feel his aura like, you know, people just can't get along with him, yeah. you know. You ever met somebody like that where you, they're an acquired taste? Oh yeah, like you. Yeah, most sure. people don't get along with them. Yeah. So Chris Paul is that type. Oh, we need a sack right here. Can I get Smart an intentional ball. ground? Is it though? I didn't see a. I didn't see a Kentucky player around. I think he got it past that. Fourth uh, down, anyway. Past the line of scrimmage. Oh, he wasn't oh, even looking. Oh, okay. That's what, see, those are the type of plays that I want to see is where the quarterback's not looking when yeah. Kentucky heights the ball. 18 seconds. I guess we're going to take a knee and, and go into the locker room. It's a good game so far, though. Yeah, actually. I wonder what the line was on this game. Florida couldn't have been no more than a four- or five-point favorite, especially with Kentucky being at home. I think they'll just take the knee right here. Yeah, they should. Especially right, There's not 11 seconds. You yeah. ain't got time to do anything but turn the ball over You don't again. want time for Felipe to <laughs> throw another – to run backwards. Yeah. You know what we might do? Might just, like, break this segment and then watch the fight. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Um, I looked at the card on the fight, though, and, uh, man, outside of the uh, main and maybe the co-main event, eh, fight card is kind of sketchy. Okay. So, yeah, we could – so, what, no, what we're probably we going to do is – this is about halftime. Well, it is halftime. They're four to take as a knee right now. fumble the ball. <laughs> Good job, Felipe. <laughs> he was able to take a knee without turning it over. Yeah. So, we're just going to take a break right here and um, – Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to come back later, and uh, there's some UFC fights on, and uh, Tyson Fury's fighting. Yeah, he as fights well. after the, they fight after UFC fight. Oh, okay. It's all on. Uh, I think it's all on. Is this ESPN? I thought it was on I've, ESPN. I've got the Hulu with like all the different. Um, it may be the, on, and I also Plus. have ESPN Plus. So yeah, 
I thought the 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 main card was on ESPN. Maybe I was wrong because okay. obviously the game is on here, so it probably is on ESPN Plus. So, all right. So yeah, we're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, we will have the fights, and we will be talking about that. So, all right, we are back. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right now we are watching the UFC fight. We'll probably switch back and forth to that Florida game because that's that's getting pretty wild. If you if you're watching the game, uh, Felipe Franks got hurt, and yeah, the backup came in, and he was doing well. <laughs> yeah, he drove him downfield for a uh, for a touchdown on his on his first drive, which is which is pretty impressive, but. Uh, Trash is a uh, he's no uh, he's been around the block a while. He's he actually got hurt a couple years ago, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not like this is new for him. So, but he looked pretty good on his first drive. Yeah, that was that was pretty insane because <laughs> earlier I was saying you're you're the backup, and sure enough, their backup's coming in. And he's doing pretty well. Yeah, it looks like he's driving them downfield again. He just. Got about a 15-yard strike to uh, to one of his receivers. So um, yeah, he's looking he's looking well. I mean, you never want to see a uh, somebody get hurt, but um, you know it's that old adage is next man up. So I'm glad to see that he came in and he's playing well. So on to the fights here. It looks like uh, we're we're up at to the co-main event. Uh, former light heavyweight champion Glover to share. Um, is back in the cage um, to take on Nikita, I believe is what his name is. Yeah. Um, he actually just came off a big win over uh, over Saint Peru, who's actually from Knoxville. Now that we're you know talking about the SEC, I don't, I know he's training in Knoxville, and he actually went to UT um, and played football. Uh, but I'm not sure if he's still training out there. But um, that's a that's a quality win for him. I think they're actually up at one and one because I think uh, OSP actually beat him in their first standoff. Oh, okay. But this would be a pretty uh, pretty eventful co-main event. Um, you got basically, you know, even though um, this guy is, uh, you know, he's had a lot of pro fights. He's an up-and-coming light heavyweight and obviously with Glover he's been around a a long long time so um this is one of those um you know fights where we're gonna see if the uh quote-unquote new school takes over and and kind of put the old dog out the pasture (laughs) yeah Tashir has been in the game for for a minute yeah and he he has uh he actually has a uh pretty good jujitsu school in Cincinnati. You don't you don't hear people excuse me, not Cincinnati, Connecticut. You don't hear people talking uh, about it that often, but because uh, it's not you don't have a lot of uh mixed martial artists coming from that area, but yeah. um he has a pretty pretty big school up there. He's, his jujitsu is phenomenal for a big guy. Now do you think that there's something about um uh, maybe jujitsu or um a specific martial art that you feel like capitalizes over other things because you know sometimes people they'll come in and like their specialty will be boxing or their mm-hmm. specialty would be kickboxing or you know something that doesn't involve you know groundwork and you'll watch them you'll visually see them suffer because they 
they can't keep up with somebody on the ground. But it seems like people who have uh, jujitsu or judo or something like that, they tend to, you know, be okay otherwise. So do you think there's anything that, I guess, helps specifically? Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think um, what I see being more, most successful in MMA, if I had to choose, would actually be wrestling. Um, people who come in with a good wrestling base um, tend to do well in in, in MMA fights um, because they're they're you know they 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 already have the cardio, they already built for that you know that real grind, weight cutting, and mm-hmm. things like that. So you'll see. A lot of wrestlers that really do well in in MMA, um, jujitsu. Uh, yeah, I mean, you obviously have to have a you know a pretty good jujitsu game, especially at this high level of UFC to be to be uh, successful. But I feel like if you had a high level career in in wrestling, then you would probably be decent in, in MMA. So I think wrestling is really a good base for MMA. To share is cut. Yeah, already them. It's early. Yeah, those elbows, but he's he's dominating. You see, um, uh, you know, a lot of people like to work from half guard um, in MMA fights because it's a really good control position. Mm -hmm. Looks like uh, Tashera's trying to get that knee out and surf the mount. Um, Looks like he's got his hooks in. Yep, got his hooks in. He's on the back. Um, Looks like he's a little high. He's probably going to flatten him out here. There it is. Flatten him out, probably posture up and throw some throw some strikes um, to get to his neck right here. So I think Teixeira needs to probably set his butt back a little bit um, so he doesn't get shaken off. Um, yeah, see, he, see how he's higher? There it is. Yeah. He flattened him out. Well, so um, hopefully he's not too top-heavy. Yeah, <laughs> the guy, he's probably going to turn the guy over. The guy, there it is. He'll go to his side there. See where his foot positioned and he pushed his knee out? That's a really tough position to get out of. He's just throwing those hammer fists right yeah. to his ears. You can see the share, man. His jiu-jitsu game is crazy for a big guy. Um, good hand control right here. It's a good way to start shaking him off and turning in the guard. Um, he's probably going to get out of here. Nikita's right trying here. to there stand him is. up. There he goes. Ah, nice. Share's going to have to... Uh, got his arm trapped. Uh, nice. He got him out. Oh, he's in mount. Share is mounted right now. They're putting in a lot of work right now. This yeah. is a lot of movement. It is, especially with big guys. They're not the sitting still. There's there's not much thinking going on here. There's, they're reacting. Oh, Sherry gave up his back, but he's – oh, here we are. We're wrestling against the cage. It's like he's going to – he would yep, grab the foot and pull the foot out right here and turn him. But it, oh, he looks like he's seeking in a rear yeah. naked choke from the side. Oh, he's got it. Oh he's going to try to fight the hands here. It's deep. It's, it's real deep. deep. but he's fighting the hands right here. This is a good position for Tashera for this choke. He's cranking his neck. Yeah, and he's going to oh, surf he's, in he's the mount out. here. Yeah. He's going to surf in the mount. He really needs to control that arm right there. Oh, he's out now. Gonna turn into his guard. There we go. Man, it's some really good jujitsu going on here. It's got him up against the cage, trying to control that. Ooh, nice elbow. 
man, I'm surprised that he was able to survive on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> that actually surprises me because Glover has really good, really good jujitsu, good wrestling as well. Nice body kick. Ooh, did he tag him? Ah, I think he just got him off balance there. You see, uh, well, Tishera leading with that that up elbow. Yeah, Nikita's lunging on his punches. Yeah, but you can you can kind of see the the uh, striking the, the speed difference in the striking here. For every one to share throws, he's having to eat two or three. Mm-hmm. Looks like Florida's down to the eight yard line. Um, Actually, no, they just punt it. Kentucky has the ball. They're driving. Just got a first down there. Well, that was the end of round one. What you, what you think? Uh, I honestly think that uh, that's a really tough round to call. Um, it could go either way, but I think maybe Tashera got it because he was doing more damage when he was when he was on his back. But it's a, that's a really, really, really close round. All right, so since that was the end of round one, we are flipping back to the Florida-Kentucky game. And Marcus is, has it on his phone, so we've been looking back and forth. But this is it's an like intriguing Boston. game. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is an intriguing Very game. Intri- so Florida is down 16-21 to 21 to Kentucky. It's fourth quarter, seven minutes and 11 seconds to go. Kentucky is driving down the field. You have to wonder how, you know, if – if Florida's able to to hold him here, how much work has Trask had in two minute situations? You know, yeah. can he run the offense in a two minute situation or you know, we, we still have three timeouts left, so you know, if we can hold him, you know, that being down by four, we obviously need a touchdown to win. They keep showing the center for for Kentucky. He's his name is something Stenberg, and he's from Madison, Alabama. There's there's a, a few schools in the Madison area. I think there's uh, Bob Jones and uh, Madison Academy and one other school, I believe. But uh, that that area is actually it's it's gotten a lot better at football. So Bob Jones um, overtook Hoover at one point as like the the biggest school in Alabama. And then I think Hoover has, has got the crown back, I guess, as far as uh, most amount of students. But Bob Jones used to be awful at football, but they've gotten really good. Oh, Ooh, wow. Nice. Oh. Interception <laughs> by you. Hey, was, was a heck can we a get a targeting? Right so back to your point, uh, I think they're they talking about this center because he is absolutely dominating the line of scrimmage. <laughs> <laughs> from a Florida defensive front who are known to get to the quarterback and get to him fast. He is he is going to be something. Um, well, we got a flag on the play. See what we have here. Pass interference, maybe. going to negate the – Or is it a targeting after the, after the play leading with the helmet? Unsportsmanlike on, oh. on Florida, 31. Mullen is going to cost us 15 yards. Those are things you cannot do in games like this. This is what costs teams games and what ultimately costs them championships. 
you know what I I don't like to see on a sideline is what was just happening. Like Mullen is yelling at his player, and the player is just like blowing him off as like I don't care anything what you have to say. I hate to see that because that means that 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 kid, you know, most of these guys are usually twenty three and under, but he is just completely blowing off his coach. That means that he probably doesn't respect the coach. Yeah, that's that's something you definitely don't want to see from your from your team, right, Tris? And Trask is nice, oh. great. Oh, oh we got, we got some French. flags on the field, pass interference. Looks like on Kentucky, it looked like good defense to me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can slow it down. Maybe he was grabbing his arm or tugging on the jersey, but it looked like good solid defense. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's hooking his arm. <laughs> hey, that is actually a something that they actually teach football players, right? If you can get away with it, you yeah. underhook their arm. Yeah, that way they can't get two two arms on the ball. Yeah, and that's why you know these one handed catches have become so so uh, important yeah. in, and making highlights is because of that hook there. And also at the same time, so if you've got if you got your arm hooked, it it's kind of hard to tell who. Who's really hooking who? Yeah. So, but I, I'd say nine times out of ten, the defensive player is going to oh, get yeah. the pass. <laughs> man, right? Yeah, they're going to give it to the offensive guy. I like that play action fake, but he, we have to get rid of the ball. Ah, his balls look. That was about they to look, sound really weird. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does his balls look? Let's let's. When he is throwing the football, it looks really good. But <laughs> so his balls look good. I'd have to agree. The balls definitely look good for Florida. Oh man. But they they look like it's going in slow motion. It looks yeah. like he's lobbing all Yeah, it does. But that's that I don't know if that's a good thing, right? It gives you know Yeah, it looks like there's no velocity behind it. Yeah. You need to put some heat on some of those. I'm wondering why they keep running these running these plays. Oh, that's a helmet hit. Oh, snap. I See, I don't like when they call this. The quarterback is going down, and you're trying to make a tackle. And as he's going down, your helmet makes contact with yeah. their helmet. I, what else I, are you supposed to do? I, I don't like those guys. I understand them. You know, you have to protect the player. But you also have – you can't, you know, give up the uh, – Give up how football is played, right? <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to control myself when he's he's at one level when I'm launching and at another level when I hit him? They call it targeting too. Yeah, that's gonna probably stand and because that was helmet to helmet. But I, I I don't agree with the call. I mean, what is the guy supposed to do, right? Stoops is confused. <laughs> See, watch this. Oh, yeah, that was definitely targeted. I take back everything I said. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely helmet to helmet. Oh, man. You know what? Ultimately, they're trying to keep that from happening, them leading with the helmet, right? They're trying to get them the crown of the helmet. They're trying to get them to have the head up, face mask square, and to hit. But that's a big, big penalty right there. Not only are you going to lose your defensive player, but you're also going to give Florida 15 yards, right? 15 you know, more yards. So that's, that's two penalties on this drive that's cost Kentucky 30 total yards. So even if the targeting doesn't stand, um, it's still going to be a personal personal foul. So it's still going to be 15 yards. But, you know, maybe they'll be able to keep their player. Dang, that sucks. So for this half, for the rest of this half, 
I think. And then the beginning, yeah, of, beginning the, of the the next game. So whoever plays Kentucky next week, you're congr- welcome. Yeah, congrats. Because <laughs> this dude's massive. Yeah. <laughs> Carter, number 90. It's a big guy. Yeah. See, I don't like the way he's trying to hype up the crowd on his way out yeah. the field. Somebody said that last week. They were like, yeah, if you get ejected, you should not be pumping up the crowd. <laughs> get off the field. Yeah, just just leave. They should have, like, a transporter where they, they yeah. like, go into this, like, elevator and go down under the field. <laughs> There's a tunnel You've down there. You've been ejected. Right. <laughs> I love watching Dan Mullen on the sideline. Like, See, as much as I hate Florida, I love. <laughs> I wasn't when when they hired Dan Mullins. I wasn't a fan, honestly. Like I didn't understand why we were bringing in Dan Mullins, but he's won me over over the last two really? years. Yeah, man. After having you know Will, you know, oh, yeah. Muschamp, Champ. you know that guy. He Muschamp is, is the most overrated head coach. I in the history I of will head completely agree with you. And you would think that South Carolina would have seen that how terrible he was. Now he can coach a defense. I would have yeah, him as a defensive so he, coordinator. God, where was he defensive coordinator? Alabama, or no LSU? Okay, yeah, he was at LSU, LSU, and then he went to Miami with. Uh, he went to Miami with uh, Nick Saban. We met Nick Saban okay. went to Miami. Yep. Now I don't know if he was the defensive coordinator, but he did follow Nick Saban to I Miami. Think, was he, he was at on Auburn? The staff. Yes, I believe he was. So he was I at he was Auburn, defensive coordinator then, at Auburn as well. And then that's when he got the head coaching job okay. at at Florida. Got head coaching job at Florida. He brought the- in some great defensive though. Yeah, Great yeah. He he knew players. Yeah, like, oh yeah, man. That that he's guy defensive minded head coach. Yeah, but as far as running running a team, I just don't think he's there yet. Nice pass. Wow. He dumped that straw. Oh, oh my god! Still running. The run after he's the still catch. Going. What a play! Five five minutes left. He was hype on that. Um, Those pits. Florida is inside the ten yard line and threatening to score. Trask um, is. He's going to make Franks transfer or quit. <laughs> well, Franks may not play anymore this season. You yeah. got to think about that, too. But you never know, man. I, I, it feels like every time a starting quarterback goes out, the backup always comes in and yeah. shines, at yeah. least that during that game. Now, you know, we have the Tennessee next week, so we'll see um, – We'll see what 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 lies ahead of trash. Then that's going to be a big game because that's a big rivalry for Florida. Even though we're going to be at home, so didn't did Franks come in for Will Greer? Yes. Oh, okay. So that's yep. how this all started. Mm-hmm. So it's Will Greer's fault that <laughs> yeah, him and his doping that, that they were handed Franks that way. Yeah, but I uh, oh right touchdown God. Florida Trask. This dude is a, is about to be a legend. Hey, hey, Heisman Trophy. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. That way, if you know this podcast can gets on ESPN, <laughs> I called it Trash for high, for the Heisman. So what is he? Sophomore? I think Trask is a junior. A junior. That's right. I think him and Frank's both are juniors. Okay. Are we going for it? Two-point conversion? I'm confused as to why. We really must not trust our kick. Oh, we're trying to get up by three. Yeah. Got yeah. you. There's no point in being up by two, right? Yeah. Got it. They well, don't we, run the same play you ran last time. Oh, okay. Uh, 
I guess they were trying to fake it. Yeah, and, that was. I, I'm not a fan because they had the trips. I'm not there. a fan of that. I understand what they were doing there, but that's a tough two yards to pick up. Cash and Daniel. shotgun. <laughs> Cash Daniel is a character, and he is a crazy white boy, and he was basically getting in Trask's face, and I believe Trask. Is a crazy white boy. <laughs> yeah, that was just two probably country boys. Just two F one fifties going at it. <laughs> two F one fifties with mud tires going at it <laughs> at Sonic. Oh man! All right, Florida just went up by by one point. Um, oh shoot! Let's get back to this fight. Wonder how many people have texted me, man. Y'all about to get y'all about to lose, <laughs> and that still may be the case, but you know. All right, so we're back at the fight. Looks like Tixera is actually getting pummeled off of yeah. his back right now. He's inside. He's on bottom side control. Round three. Got an underhook here. Oh yeah, this is the final round. Twenty twenty-five seconds left. Not sure who's been winning this fight. He's got a deep half guard here. He's going to come up on that, but the fence is in his way. Do they pull do, that leg out? Do they do um, co-main events for five rounds? Or no, do you have just the main events. The, oh, okay. the main events. Sheridan is in mount now. Well, no, he's in half guard. So at least he ended the the round in on top. So that was a nice deep half guard sweep that he did there. Um. So Jesus, he looks like he got beat up. Yeah, that man. Left side of his face is moused. Not sure who won this fight. I know that first round was really, really close, and it was very hard to call. So I'm not sure what the second and third round looked like, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if if Glover lost lost this fight. Um, he's still a a force to be reckoned with in the light heavyweight division, but the guy has been doing it for a long time. I guess I'll just fast forward that. Man, I, I, I think that um, the females with the uh, God, the transgender type stuff, that junk is crazy to me. Yeah, I you Have know you seen that one chick that was just blowing through everybody, then got beat by a female. Yeah, I've I've actually seen her fight in person before. Oh yeah, yeah, man, she's uh. I, I don't know, man. It's one of those things where is it is it fair to have, uh, you know, somebody born a a man has since changed to be fighting in a woman's division? That's a lot of built up testosterone. Over man, time. I I don't know. I I you know what the uh, the guy or excuse me the girl she actually actually lost to was Ashley, uh, who's out of California that beat her. Um, and I've been following Ashley's career for a long time. I remember telling her maybe seven years ago, like, she's going to be a champion because, mm -hmm. you know, she just had that fire in her. She has a wrestling base, too. Um, and then she fought, you know, the trans transgender athlete, and, and she beat her. But, you know, Ashley's in the UFC now. Um, really, really tough girl. She fought Pennington. She lost to Pennington. So, um yeah, it looks like Tixera oh, won the fight, Tixera. split decision. So that tells me it was a pretty close fight. So he's still he's still up there in the light heavyweight division. I'll tell you this. So when I first started watching UFC and saw uh, Daniel Cormier, 
he was hating on John Jones so much, and I hated Daniel Cormier. I still feel like I hate him, but after listening to Joe Rogan talk about how good of a guy he is, and then like me watching him now, and then like even after the who did he just fight? Uh, Miocic. Yep. Even after that, like he seems like such a really nice guy, no, and I is. feel bad. <laughs> See, that, that's the <laughs> one I thing. Hate him so much. That's the one thing I've never understood about. <clears throat> like Cormier is one of the hate, most hated UFC fighters. I think and it's I don't just because of why. John Jones. Yeah, I think, I think it is because John, John Jones, Jones is so popular. But I like Cormier. I think Cormier is a hard worker. I think he's a really gifted athlete. I oh, mean, yeah. he's an Olympian, right? He's a you know. He's a, his awesome IQ. wrestler. His, yeah, his, his fight, fight IQ, IQ is crazy. Because if you look at him, you'd be like, oh, nah, man. Yeah. Like, the guy is <laughs> phenomenal, man. He looks like the uncle at the barbecue. Think about this. This man dominated the heavyweight division, mm-hmm. right? When he started Strike Force, he dominated, never lost, right? Went to light heavyweight, basically dominated it mm-hmm. without, you know, outside of the John Jones fight. Yep. And then he went back to heavyweight and won the championship. That's now, cool. he did re- lose recently. But think about that for a minute. Yeah, he you know lost to a saying? guy he beat. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, without a doubt, Daniel Cormier is one of the all-time greats yes. in the UFC. All-time, greats. all-time great mixed martial artists. I mean, Hall of Famer, yes. no doubt. You are a favor. That's my guy right there, man. <laughs> California uh, kid. So, just the story about. You know, Uriah Favor was actually the, you know, when he was with the WEC, that's when I actually started watching, you know, MMA. Mm-hmm. The WEC, actually my roommate in the Air Force, uh, TJ, he was a uh, Air Force wrestler. So he was on the Air Force wrestling team. Um, he actually turned me on to to MMA because I didn't really, or the UFC, because I didn't really know anything about it. And he was really high on Uriah Favor because of his wrestling background. Okay. And he had trained with him. And, uh, you know, I started watching the WEC with him. We would go out and watch it. And, man, that guy was so phenomenal. Like, yeah. how uh, John Jones and John, uh, George St. Pierre and Daniel Cormier and all those guys was dominating the UFC, that's how he was dominating the WEC, man. I mean, he was just running through those guys. And he was – he was, and I actually – fun fact, I actually met, you, you know, uh, actually met him – in Nashville hmm. a couple years ago. Um, great guy. He's like three feet tall, though. <laughs> so he had to stand up on like four steps to take a picture. So we were eye level. But he's a really, really awesome guy, man. Wow. Does a lot for for his community there in Sacramento as well. So we, f- we flip back to the Kentucky game. And as soon as we flip back, Kentucky throws this ball toward the out of bounds. And it's like a back shoulder throw. And the receiver made a phenomenal catch. Yeah, it was it was great. And Smith, it looks yeah. like they're almost they're in field goal range, but Oh, oh he, he was, was out, out of bounds. bounds. Is that reviewable? That, That's a reviewable play, right? I don't think it is. Oh man, he was he had two feet he was out, of clearly bounds. out of bounds. <laughs> he had two feet out of bounds Unle- on that play. Unless they say he got pushed out. It doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't. It, matter. it doesn't matter if you're out of bounds, whether you get pushed out or not. You can't be the first one to come back in and touch the ball. And you, you notice the the referee's hat was off too. Oh, um, yeah, he probably noticed. 
So that that tells me that he steps out, that he stepped out. So I don't understand. I don't understand that play. What happened there? Look like we got a Florida player down. So all uh, all Kentucky needs is a field goal, and we kind of talked about this <laughs> at the beginning of the game, right? Is that how funky the the kicker looked for Kentucky? So this will be you, interesting. You gotta be. You gotta think they're probably looking for a touchdown, right? Um. Oh man! Unless all of his kicks look like that, but he makes them, so I, I'm not sure what his background is. You, you know what looks real stupid right now is the fact that their kicker. It well, I wonder who the holder is because okay, so for those of you who don't know this, the holder is usually the backup quarterback. Yes. Let me tell you this: Kentucky's kicker is wearing the number twelve. Kentucky's backup quarterback, who is now the starting quarterback, wears number 12. Fun fact, you can't have two players with the same number on the field at the same time. So, if Kentucky's holder is their third-string quarterback, he's probably fresh. He's probably a new holder. Let's hope he's a new <laughs> holder. That's, so, that's that what... might be why their kicks have been so bad, because they've got a new holder. Yeah, you, you might be right. Because most teams use their backup quarterback. And if it's the starting quarterback, then it's the guy that's in right now. <laughs> yeah. So it just showed a stat that he's two for three on the season on field goals, and his actual long was 46 yards. So he can definitely kick the ball. He's definitely within his range right now, right? It looks like this is about a 40-yard field goal from this, from where they are on the field now If with one minute left. Um, now uh, Will is uh, – did he call a timeout? Yeah. Mullen was yeah, sprinting out uh, there. Dan Mullins called a timeout, so which is smart. He probably should have done that earlier to preserve some time because they're definitely within field goal range. Yeah. So if they get this field goal, you, you know, you want time to be able to drive downfield and for us to be able to kick a field goal yeah. as well. So I, I mean the good thing is that Florida's is up. That's for them, because if they weren't up, then that would look real weird. Yeah. The bad thing is, obviously, they done – is that the same kicker right here that just kicked that in 2017? That was a far kick. Yeah. Man, what a game. Yeah, I brought that point up earlier because Alabama has actually switched to um, the starting quarterback. Tua is the holder. And then when Mac Jones is um, in there for Tua – Matt Jones becomes the holder. So, two is not always the holder, I don't, right. I don't think. That's actually smart, right? Actually, I think he is always the holder because one time um, his little brother was in the game and he had like he just handed the ball off, but Bama scored a touchdown. And then Tua had to go hold for the kick. Right. So, Tua's the starting quarterback and he's the holder. So, I wonder who Kentucky has as their holder. I haven't been paying attention. Well, it looks like Florida held them on on uh, fourth on third down, so we might be seeing a kick here from yep kickers coming on the field. So, um, what does it look like? Maybe a thirty-six yarder. Where are they at on the field? Thirty-six, thirty-seven yard kick right here. Then this crowd looks stressed. <laughs> they look stressed. Signs of a team who doesn't have a good kicker. Well, I, I, you know what the the hope is for them is that 
they have a lot of good alcohol at local bars <laughs> around there. That's what I'm hoping they can drown us. Well, the SEC the way. just started allowing yep, at, alcohol at games, in the which is probably not a smart thing to allow a bunch of country people to drink <laughs> alcohol while watching football. Yo, I was surprised that LSU didn't have like a record number of fights or anything. LSU fans are crazy. You know what? The number of fights is probably going to eventually be a stat that they're going to show on ESPN. <laughs> Alcohol-related incidents. Right. Uh, SEC is leading the nation in alcohol-related incidents. <laughs> okay, so whoever 16 is looks like the punter. Like, I don't know what this guy's occupation on the team is, but from the looks of his attire <laughs> – he looks like the punter. He's got two sweatbands on. 35-yard kick. glove. Balls down. And he, he, and he hooked he, it. He hooked it. It's he no good. It. it is no good. Wow. I would say I feel bad for him. <laughs> That's why they look so stressed. But if I'm going to be honest with you, um, oh. I do feel bad because he's just a kid. Florida is celebrating like they've been new. They don't. Why are they talking to the fans? They are though? talking trash to the fans. Here's the thing about Florida players, though: most of them are felons already, and <laughs> a few of them have committed some type of murder. So, oh my god, it looks like it was a good hold. Though, good didn't hold. It? The just kicker a, he just shanked it to the right. He just shanked it. Oh my man, god. that's heartbreaking, man. You led. Look. He was talking to him. You yeah. see that? You led the team the whole oh, game, basically. Man, man, he's got to keep his head up, though. You know, they, they played a really good game. They played a they played the number nine team in the country. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, let's not. I think Kentucky still has a couple. Still has all three timeouts, so the game is not over yet. We'll still have to get a first down. <laughs> now, if Franks was in the game, this would be. Oh a lot yeah, more Franks was in the game. It'd definitely be in the bag for Kentucky. This would be interesting. But if well, we still got to get a first down, I think trash can help him out. There we go. Pretty good pickup on first down. Yeah, Stoops is going to be on that ref's butt the whole time trying to. Here's get the thing: if if we don't get a first down, they'll still have about thirty five seconds to. Now they won't have any uh, timeouts, but they'll you know they'll have time to drive the ball downfield. And this is college; the clock stops on first down, so yeah. it's not in the bag yet. So. For all you Florida fans out there, don't get too excited. Now, this podcast started out with us wanting to just do, like, some of the fights. Well, then we went into football, and everybody knows how passionate I am about college football. So, we are going to finish this game because I, because <laughs> Kentucky has two timeouts left, and it's second and seven. Right. And 48 seconds left in this game. And that's a good thing about having, like, a recording device for the fights we can – we can rewind it yeah. and, and start it from the beginning, and you'll never know anything different. <laughs> so what? All right, so they've got two two out wide. Would you would you throw the ball here no. on one of these downs, or would no. you run it on all three? I'm running all three, make them use all their time. So you're going to trust your defense to be able to hold with 35 seconds left? Absolutely. Because they've got – okay, Smith has been playing good, but at the same time, he's no – all-star quarterback. He's just playing good tonight. Yeah, he's playing well. He's playing really well. At least he did the first half. Yeah. Um, he, I don't think they – have they scored this half yet? Yeah, they just did, right? Yeah, yeah. No, they haven't scored in the second half. I don't think. 
What was the score? 14-10? At halftime? I think so. Mm, yeah, it was. He scored early well, 14, in the third quarter. 14-7, I think it was at uh, – at halftime. So, Florida is ranked number nine in the country. They were number 11 last week. They moved down because of some losses. I can guarantee they won't be number nine in the country when they play Tennessee next week. <laughs> They'll probably move back to 11. Did they it, drop Florida after the Miami game? Yes. Wow. Yeah, they dropped them to number 11. Because I believe they started the season at number eight. And then they beat Miami, and then they dropped them to number nine. <laughs> and then they beat UT Martin, and they went back up to number nine. Wow. And now they're in a struggle with Kentucky. That's a risky play. Nice. And, and that ended gone. the game, though. And it's a touchdown. Yep. And he's at the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10. Oh, oh. touchdown, <laughs> he Gators. Almost, he almost got tripped and that'll, up. And that'll end the game. He almost got tripped what up. What a play. What, you know – I think that's the same play that um, the uh, Panthers tried to run Thursday, except oh, they actually no. handed it to the running back. Oh, yeah, they, okay. they ran that same exact play Thursday night. This, <laughs> this was a big win, man. I know it doesn't look like that on paper because Kentucky wasn't ranked and Florida's number nine, but this was a huge win. We were we did not play well. And, no. I, and then, no. you know. They even, stole this one. Tr- truly, even before Felipe got hurt, got hurt, we were terrible. You know, we wasn't playing very well. Yeah. So, um, Trash came in and he he played a really good game, really solid game. So, I'm excited to see what his future holds for the rest of the season. Now, all the Kentucky fans are leaving the stadium. They still have one timeout, and if they score a touchdown, they can go for two. Yes. And they can tie the ball game. <laughs> they can, but they also are Kentucky <laughs> fans, and they actually attend the University of Kentucky. So I'm not sure if they do math in Kentucky. I, I, don't, I don't think they understand. They could still put this game into overtime. Yeah, they, they, they'd rather like the go drink completely, beer at this point. I'm talking this dude is running in for a touchdown, the Florida guy. And the fans are leaving while he's running in for a touchdown. Right. They like he could have missed the extra point, and uh, Kentucky could have won the game on a two point conversion, or you know just kicked the extra point. And yeah. Tied. I think when I went to uh, Kroger Field, um, they used to have a big calculator on the, in the, <laughs> in the by the jumbotron that helped them with simple oh, math. Man. So. It may be the reason why they, they left. They may not understand that there, it is a possibility that, <laughs> that they can return this for a touchdown and get a, a two-point conversion. If they didn't have any timeouts, I would understand. But you still have one timeout. And there's that, 30 seconds left. That can change a game. Right. Just having a single timeout. Because all you got to do is go out of bounds. How, how much time did, um, did Tennessee beat Florida to Florida beat Tennessee? Last that, year, that, that hail, it was like that. No, hail Mary we did, we was actually in the stadium. It was Florida beat Tennessee on that hail mary from okay. Felipe Franks. So yeah, man, you talking about a stadium that went crazy? How much Ooh. time was left when he scored or when he threw when, it? Yeah, when the when it scored. Oh, like man, it had to be started. less than uh, twenty seconds, thirty seconds. I don't remember exactly what was on the clock, but Dang. it would. There was no way people thought we were going to win, man. That's crazy. That stadium erupted. All right, it so. Was, this is the first oh. play of the drive. Oh, he almost threw a pick. Yeah, he, he did. But right. you got to think about it. Like, 
what do they need to get to the forty of of Florida to uh, to get a good hail mary? Maybe the fifty. We haven't really seen Smith launch it yet. I don't know if he's. Ever. So I'd say maybe the forty, maybe the thirty yards to to launch a good hail mary. Yeah. And the clock stops, and they still got a timeout. So it's this game is far from over, folks. Yeah. I mean, the average college quarterback should be able to. Ooh, uh, that was an incomplete pass. It was good defense. He should be able to throw it at least fifty. The average college quarterback can throw it at least. 50. Well, we know somebody who could throw it. Felipe Frank. <laughs> he just <laughs> threw it to the wrong team a lot of the time. Seventy to that. That the guy has an team. arm, man. <laughs> that guy has an arm. Apparently, Odell Beckham has a cannon for Yeah, I've seen that video. That guy's a freakish athlete, man. Yeah, he plays soccer. He can yeah. kick field goals. I've seen him kick like a 50-yard field goal. Got him. You better, better get, get out, out of bounds. Yeah. But it doesn't help. It's fourth down yeah, now, right? right? <laughs> it's fourth down and fourth like and four. Ten. Well, he caught it, so maybe it's four or five now. Let's see. So maybe they'll just get enough yeah, to get a uh, get a first down, right? To keep the keep the because you kind of have to, right? You don't want to throw it too far downfield and yeah. throw it up to chance. So throw throw a little short pass, a little out route right here. Maybe. Again, they still have one timeout. Right. So if they just get this first down, go out of bounds, and then do another play, just so you can get at least to the fifty. I throw a quick out route yeah, right here Florida's to the receiver. Giving right them there. so much room. Yeah, right. All okay, they need now call your timeout. Well, they don't. They, did they use the timeout? I yep, would. They did. I may have tried to spike the ball on that, um, but you got to wonder how much time has has he had with in the two minute offense as well, right? Because you may Ain't need no the telling. reason why I would have done that. Because let's say you catch the ball thirty yards downfield. And now you got to run those big linemen down there, right? You could have had the timeout saved. Now you threw that, you know, eight-yard pass. You get yeah. up, you spike it. You still got, you know, nine seconds left. So, yeah. well, I think the I think it takes probably what. Well, let's see. They're on the. Was it the forty? They look like they about at the forty. Yeah, it's going to take any of their receivers probably five seconds just to get close to the end zone. Right, but you know, you could have picked up. 10 yards here. Yeah. Uh, enough for a first down and, and save that timeout and then, then use it and had a couple Hail Marys in your pocket. Uh, now I think you only got on two. They're 40. They're not yeah. even on their opponent. You only got two plays right now. and Right? So you got one play left. Yeah. Maybe two. Left. No, you have one because you can't throw it down the middle anymore, right? So no. I don't think he has the arm it's to throw it this far. Yeah, it's end zone or bust here. You know, you know, they may run this play where you continue to throw it short. Hook and, and ladders. Yeah. They're going to hook and ladder us to death. I don't know about that. You're Kentucky. Don't There's no that. way he's got the arm to launch this to the uh, – he may. I, I, I may be underestimating him. Do you remember that game? I think it was Arkansas was playing somebody, and they – did a freaking hook and ladder and yeah, that's that's the game I'm thinking about. God, what? I don't even remember who they were. Here playing. it is, the hook and ladder. Oh, oh. they got one. They more got play. one second. <laughs> they got one more second. Man. They was definitely finna run the hook and ladder play. Oh, 
Did they that got, tie that second uh, click up? They still got Man, one second. The, yeah, they do. They still got one but second. But as a fan, Mullen. the game is over. Dead Mullen get back on that sideline. No, as a fan, the game is over. <laughs> two seconds? Whoa. They put two seconds Whoa. on the clock. I guess we're playing in Kentucky tonight, right? <laughs> they, they are playing They, in they might as well Kentucky put Kentucky. six seconds back on the clock. <laughs> they about to... Oh, man, they about to bring out a... Look, Bob Stoops was like, if you don't put two seconds back on the clock, you all fired. Benny Snell's back in the game. Right. (laughs) Hey, where did Randy Moss come from? Florida's calling a timeout. Man, we really want to hang out in Kentucky tonight. Interesting. Man, if I was Dan Mullins, like, you know, when we when we get back to Florida and get prepped for the Tennessee game, I'd let them know, like, I, I appreciate your, you know, you guys hustling it out to the uh, to the end, but this game shouldn't have been this tight. Yeah, that and that kicker right now, they're showing him. He's he looks distraught. Yeah, man, I I feel bad for for him. He's gonna get a lot of. Uh, DMs tonight, yeah. <laughs> not Dude, the good kind. Yeah, imagine though, like in the world today, it's it's nothing compared to no. college back. No, you man. know, in the eighties, probably get all. Well, I they're, might they're slide getting, in his DMs tonight. They're getting, <laughs> yeah. they're getting both sides of the spectrum. Like these these college kids. Hey, oh my he god, he lobbed that ball deep. Why are we kind of catching? It. Florida picked it off though. Game's over. Yeah. But yeah, these kids are getting yeah, man, all they, kinds of exposure, and as I said, both sides of the spectrum. They're probably getting more VJJ than they've ever gotten in their entire lives. Yeah, man, they probably. When I was in when I was in college, um, I went to school at Jacksonville State University, and uh, I think this fight is over. I think it is. We just flip back to the fight, and it, you want to rewind it to the front? Over. Let's see. But um, so I went to school with this dude who um, he helped JSU beat um, Ole Miss. So we beat Ole Miss my freshman year. And I won't say his name, but I heard he got any pussy that he wanted when he was in college. Yeah, I mean, he was a quarterback of the team. Oh. And yeah, man. It was. That's he a- just picked a girl. In right. That. That's actually my game when I go out. <laughs> I, you know, I go out and have a couple of beers, and I'm like, hey, you know, I play quarterback. Right? <laughs> and, and she's like, for what school? I'm like, does it matter? I'm a quarterback. <laughs> I can call audibles. And then, and then they're like, well, call a play. And I'm like, blue 47, Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. So I call oh, audibles man. right there in the middle of the bar, right? But yeah, man, it's, it's you. I mean, you're kind of a superstar, right? Yes. Even, as, even as some of these high school athletes are superstars, yes. right? Yes. Which is crazy. As I was telling you earlier, me and Rachel, uh, we were at a um, Marietta versus Grayson. We went to two powerhouse schools in Georgia. We went to that game, and there's like you know probably thirty plus kids with D1 scholarships between the two teams. And um, some guys are stand are sitting behind us, and they're like, "Hey, uh, which one's number yada yada? Or uh, which one is th- that guy?" They had called out this guy's name. I think he plays for Auburn now. 
but they had probably traveled. You know, they don't even know this kid. They're not family, friends, or nothing. But they came just to watch that kid play. The kid's probably 17, 18 years old. And people were traveled to watch him play football. It's crazy. I couldn't even get my family to travel two miles down the road to watch me play. <laughs> I'm like, you coming to the game? They're like, where are you playing? And I'm like, at the high school. They're like, nah, man. That's like, you got gas money? I'm like, gas money? You, you live across the street from oh, the high school. Man. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Like, sports now are way bigger than they were when I was in school. So, yeah, we, we, we're we back at the watching the fight now. Man, Donald Cerrone looks tiny. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Like, he, he lo- looks like he cut Cowboy. a lot of weight. Cowboy. He looks very, very small. Gaethje has heavy hands, man. Heavy hands. This guy is, he is known to eat shots. Like, he will take one to give one. The ultimate take one to give one guy. And his leg kicks are otherworldly, man. He dominated Michael Johnson. (laughs) Michael Johnson is a phenomenal kickboxer and a boxer. And he dominated Michael Johnson, man. That's Ooh. how that's how good this and that was his first fight in the UFC. Like he was he was huge on a smaller uh circuit, but he was undefeated and he was the champion. Mm-hmm. And his first fight against Michael Johnson, Michael Johnson was a you know a top ten oh nice overhand. Gaethje was coming out with those kicks. Yeah, man. That's what he, his kicks are nasty. But when he ends his fight, his fights are ended from TKOs. Cowboy looks serious. Yeah, but man, Cowboy doesn't. He looks small. Is this fight at one fifty five or one seventy? I, I think it's fifty five. It has to be because he looks tiny. Man, those leg kicks. He's eating those. He can't eat too many of those. Donald Cerrone is one tough dude. Man, there's no guy that fights as much as this dude. Cowboy Ooh, nice Cerrone. Upper Dude, he's gonna catch one of those in a minute. That stash is mean. Yeah, man. Matching his face right now. I mean, it looks like they're trying to fill each other out. By the same time, they yeah, haven't I, been scared to throw hands. Fill each other out? You mean knock each other yeah. out? You are <laughs> absolutely correct, sir. <laughs> this shit is wild. Because you know they're they're doing a little bit of. Dodging and whatnot, yeah. but at the same time, they're yeah, yeah they're throwing. There it is, man. They're throwing. Yeah, man, he's gonna catch too many of those from Gaethje. That's going that one of them gonna land is gonna put Cerrone on his butt. Man, I, what fight was that? Oh, that was uh, Cormier and Miocic. Uh, Miocic just found yeah, a he, spot. He, well, he, he found what that. was working, and he kept going yeah. back to them by that body shot. Man, he found those body shots. And yeah, just kept going. Yep. And, that's, and Kwame that's, wasn't doing anything about it that either. That was so crazy. Like, <laughs> but, I mean, at the same time, you're Cormier and you know what you're doing. You don't want to change your whole game plan just because Miocic hit once. Right. And then Miocic was like two. Right. Three. And it's like, all right, man, <laughs> you should probably change something up. Yeah. He found your button. He did. He kept pushing it until he put him down. You know, Donald Cerrone also has some fierce leg kicks. I'm wondering why he hadn't threw any. He, I don't think he's thrown one uh, one kick yet. He's known for chopping legs, too. So, maybe we'll see that going forward. And plus oh, the nice combo. He looks 
maybe an inch, an inch or two. Oh, he, he, I think he definitely has the reach on 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 uh, Gaethje. But you see how Gaethje's getting on the inside of him. See, Gaethje's not waiting to counter. Gaethje oh, is yeah. Gaethje is throwing throwing that uh, that overhand. See how he's throwing that mm-hmm. overhand, and he's barely missing Cerrone. Eventually, it's gonna catch. Right there. Ooh, see yeah. how that rocked yeah, him? Yeah, it rocked him a yeah, little bit. Yeah, man. Cerrone's got to gotta start throwing that jab out there to keep Gaethje, keep Gaethje on his heels. Because right now, uh, Gaethje is kind of dictating the action. Yeah, man. he is. You can tell. He's throwing he's throwing different kinds. Yeah, of, man. And he's ducking and dodging Gaethje. around. He's, he knows what he's doing. Gaethje looks real, real, real good tonight. I think it'll be interesting to see the because how old is Cerrone compared to compared to Gaethje? Doesn't look too old. I think Cerrone may be in his mid thirties. Now age shouldn't be too much of a factor as far as like your stamina, but uh, sometimes eventually, man. <laughs> oh, there it is, and there he is. There that right. overhand uppercut. He dropped. Ah, ref, dropped. stop the fight. Stop wow. the fight, ref. Nice. Oh, he blamed what? Who's he's he blaming at the, the ref? Yeah, he's mad at stopping the fight. He's mad at the ref for not stopping because he didn't want to have to hurt him. Right? Wow, you don't want to have to. Was, what did he clip kill him, him in? Was it a short overhand? Oh man, you was he was like yeah. Cerrone didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, he he told the ref that's, fuck you. That's props to Gaethje because Gaethje knew he was out and then wanted the ref to stop the fight because right. he didn't want to have to hit him again. Yeah. But it's they, you That's, know, they, Gaethje is pissed off at the ref. And what that was that was a one hell of an expedition by Gaethje. But Cerrone looks like he shouldn't have stopped the fight. The yeah, Cerrone, Cerrone know he was confused. out. Oh yeah, man! It looks like so he just clips him there, right here, sh- and then yeah, boom, overhand, the man. That overhand right is what clipped. And him. Cerrone's looking at him, but he ain't now. Nah, he ain't there. He's definitely semi out of it here. And boom. Boom, boom, And them uppercuts. Boom, uppercuts. And then another short right. And Gaethje's looking at the ref saying, hey, stop the fight. Right. And the ref the ref waited a little longer than he probably should to stop the fight. And then Cerrone trying to figure out why yeah. he stopped the fight. Cerrone so, had no idea. So they was on two different spectrums. Cerrone's yeah. like, why did you stop it? And Gaethje's like, why didn't you stop it soon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're hugging and smiling because he, they, you know, they seem like some good competitors. Yeah. The thing about it is, man, I know probably Cerrone is probably going to be on a medical suspension for maybe 60 days, but right after that, he'll be fighting again. <laughs> you cannot keep that man out of the cage. The person who used to kill me about that was Chris Lieben. I love Chris <laughs> Lieben. You know, you know Chris Lieben, he still fights in bare-knuckle bare fighting. Oh, my He, he fights God. in bare-knuckle fighting league, man. Chris Lieben was a – he was – if there if there was a, a a perfect contestant for CTE, <laughs> Chris Lieben is gonna be that guy. They could wake Chris Lieben up. <laughs> they could probably buy a hotel for Chris Lieben at every UFC, and then just wake him up in the middle of the night and be like, "Hey, man, we realize you got to fight," and he would just go fight. Yeah, he did not care. <laughs> but he was he was a tough dude, man. Until he ran into Anderson Silva, remember that fight? That was I think that was Anderson Silva's first fight in the UFC. Was uh was Chris was Chris Lieben, Lieben wow. if I'm not mistaken, and he beat him. 
But that was that was Anderson Silva's. No, that was his first rise to fame. Yeah. So Justin Gaethje wins by TKO in the first round, uh, four minutes and eighteen seconds into it. They both gonna go get have a few beers after this, man, yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah. Bunch of good old boys. Yeah. Man, I love I love Donald Cerrone and Justin Gaethje, man. There's a bunch of tough dudes. Just like the fight. Yeah, they're all smiling and happy about it because it, you could see it. Gaethje knew that he had won the fight. He knew he had knocked him out, but the ref just didn't stop it, and Gaethje was trying to get him to stop it. So I wonder what's next for Gaethje. I mean, you know, he's he's been in the top five, top ten, um, actually since the fight with Michael Johnson. Um, he's lost a couple tough ones. Um but I think he'll get back to to maybe a championship level soon. So I wonder I wonder what they got, wonder what Dana White and they have planned for uh for Justin Gaging. I mean, do you do do guys usually, you know, talk with their team and be like, Hey, this is who we need to go after after this, you know, say we if we win this fight, we should probably go after this guy or does the the guy usually have like a you know, a person in mind that he thinks I I would compete best against this guy, or I just really want to fight so and so. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I, you know, it's smart for you to talk to your coaches before you go into a fight to let them know, hey, if I win this fight, I'm gonna call out this person, mm. and uh, maybe you even contact the uh, coaches from the from you know whoever you calling out and say, hey, I'm gonna call you out. You're gonna be at the fight. Camera's going to pan to you or whatever. Yeah. It's just like that two. Diaz and, and uh, Masvidal fight, right? So Diaz yeah. won, and then, you know, obviously he was there, so he, he called him out, and now they're fighting, right? Yeah. It's going to be an awesome fight. So Justin Gaethje versus anybody is an awesome fight, yeah. man. Gaethje's 21-2. and two. Yeah. Yeah. His two losses have both been in the UFC. See, most lightweight knockout since 2017. Gaethje is number one at four. He's so this tied is with a, this Hooker. is 155. That's why um, that's why Cerrone looks so <laughs> tiny, man. Look like Skeletor. Yeah. Poirier, who is probably going to be fighting um, McGregor next, right? He's trying to, but I don't. I don't know if that's a that's a fight that's on the cards, man. I I want to see. I want to see uh, Tony Ferguson fight one of these guys. I wouldn't mind seeing Dude, him fight Gaethje, Tony man. Tony Ferguson. But it's time for that guy to have a, a championship fight, man. Al Kakui is out here beating everybody <laughs> convincingly. And he just hasn't been – he feels like he's not – you know, him and Dana White have, have been into it over, you know, his fights. And, uh, you know, he's just not one of those guys that's going to – walk the line right you know mm. he's gonna push the issue and he's gonna you know um you know talk 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 say whatever he wants to say honestly and mm. i think that's been his problem is you know he won't he won't conform he's not a conformist type guy so yeah well all right that has been the Romero records podcast with marcus williams yep thanks for thanks for having me um maybe we can do it again um, I don't know if it'll be a fight or a game or just random shit that don't we talk matter. about. Because <laughs> I, am, I am random. Um, so we were trying to get – you have a friend named Travis. We are trying to get Travis on. Yeah, the, man. Uh, you Like I was telling you, you know, usually because we train, we train together. Um, 
And usually when we uh, when we get together, whether that's during training, after training, or whatever the case may be, man, it's fireworks because yeah. we we talk about any and everything. We have no no boundaries, and that's probably not a good thing always. <laughs> but um, and we can seem to never agree on shit, honestly. So it makes for some interesting conversation. So yeah, maybe we can uh, maybe we can get Travis in here. We can all kind of sit down and just talk about talk about whatever. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Um, I mean, that, so for everybody watching, I just now got the uh, the actual video camera, so we can have as long as podcast as we want. And um, I really want to have like a really in depth one, just talking about you know whatever. And you you know usually I'm trying to get to know a person and stuff like that, but. Yeah, you know, I, I work with you and already know you, so we'll be able to, you know, just talk about something and just and just ramble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe you guys can, you know, write in to see what you like to hear hear us talk about. Um, nothing's off limits for us. Trust me, <laughs> I promise you that. It's uh, we talk about any and everything because it's it's good to get that out there. No censorship here. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, thank you for everybody for listening and stay tuned for next time. See ya. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to Romero Records podcast on your favorite platform. Whenever you get the chance, if you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe. Subscribing lets me know that there are people actually listening. If you don't hit subscribe, I have no idea that you're listening to this podcast. None whatsoever. Also, if you need some visuals, you can go to YouTube. That's right. The podcasts are on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, type in Romero Records Podcast, whatever episode you want to check out, I've got them all on there so you can get some visuals of me and the guests that I bring on. So hit subscribe on YouTube as well. Like whatever podcast you're watching and then also leave a comment. Say some stuff about whatever the episode you're watching and that would be awesome. Thank you for everyone tuning in and stay tuned.